Welcome back to Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the best from the world of CrossFit. Podcasts, news, special interest, health, fitness. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. Hit the notifier so you're the first to know when we have new episodes. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. I am Scott, she is Amy, and we have our special guest today, Andrea Solberg. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I've been I've been trying that in the in the when we're off the air, and I hope I came close. Yeah, it was uh, good. It was good. All right. So Andrea, you have been in CrossFit for a very long time. Yes. Uh, since 2015. That's correct. So what what drew you into the CrossFit space? Uh, well, I quit gymnastics uh, around 2014, 2015. Uh, and then I, I had my head uh, set on going to medical school. So I wanted to just focus on school. But I also needed something to stay in shape with because we, we trained like 30 hours plus uh, a week when I did gymnastics. So I, I, I saw CrossFit and I thought, oh, that's a good way to stay in shape uh, while having a busy schedule for school and stuff so uh, and it also looked uh, really tough and i like like it looked so intense and that's what uh, got my interest and then i tried it and first i thought i'm just gonna do this for exercise and then uh, i'm done with competing because i've done that my whole life so i'm done with all the competing stuff and then after two months i signed up for the open so <laughs> Yeah, because that inner athlete came out, huh? Yeah, and it's been there since. So that's the short so, story. So, so you you were a very high level gymnast gymnast before all of this. Yes, but I think I'm at a higher level at CrossFit than I was in gymnastics. I was I had a bronze medal from the national championship in gymnastics. That's probably the biggest achievement in gymnastics. Because the first time I got to know you was at the Norwegian CrossFit Championships in 2019. Oh, the sanctional? Yeah, the sanctional. Yes, early 2020 in Storefjell. And you dominated the gymnastics events at yeah. that event. Yeah. <laughs> and ended up finishing second overall, correct? Yes, after Gabby. Yeah. I had some uh, big holes in my lifting that weekend. <laughs> yeah yeah so i want to i do want to get into that um you you dominate gymnastics events you your weakness is your strength yeah how hard is it to be patient because you cannot build strength overnight it takes a lot of reps a lot of time and how do you stay patient through that process well, they say it takes a long time, and then you see everybody else get strong. Uh, then it's just <laughs> me staying still on the same weights. I'm not kidding. For four years, I didn't have one kilo PR from, I think it was 2017 to 2021. I didn't increase my weights in any lifts for four years. Uh, but now after I moved to Oslo, I got some time of school. Uh, finally, all the strength work is starting to pay off. So now I'm increasing my kilos every month and I, I don't know what happened but something happened maybe i just took some time but i've been really patient 
when people complain about, oh, I've been in PR for six months, I'm like, okay, come back in four years, then you can complain to me. So it's uh, good yeah. to finally to have some gains, even though it's far away from where I need to be. I feel like this year I have updates enough to not fall off that much as I did the other years. Did you change your nutrition during that four years to to help with that, or was it just maintaining? Yeah, I've gradually your... put on weight. Like since twenty sixteen, I've gradually put on weight, but I think I put on more weight this year. So that's I know that's a big factor mm-hmm. for like getting to lift more kilos now. But I've, earlier, I also put on weight without getting stronger. So I yeah. guess it's just really hard for me to, to build strength. But at the same time, I, I build uh, my endurance is really good uh, with no no reason. I just need to see people breathe and then I'm good at breathing. So yeah, I guess we are all lucky in one, one way or another. <laughs> yeah, I, I can feel your pain because I'm coming off a back injury and all of my lifts are way less than they used to be. And there are days where I really have to like have positive self-talk because mm. it's not getting better. Um, and then all of a sudden you have a day where you're like, okay, now I see, I see like the light at the end of the tunnel, but it's really frustrating when you don't, when you can't do what you think you can do. Yeah. But uh, yeah, also it's like, I worked, I worked so hard to like get progression. And it didn't happen anything. And it's not, it wasn't because I didn't do the work. It was just like nothing happened. So, but I hope, uh, I hope your back is better now though. Oh, much better. Yeah. Um, so you're with Krieger training now. Were you with them the whole time or not, or just when you got to Oslo? Uh, so, uh, my main coach is Joachim Rygg. Um, and he's the, the founder, uh, well, Kristen is the founder, but he's the one programming the Krieger programming. So he do my personal training and then I have like, I'm a Krieger athlete. So we're under the, the Krieger team. And then I have, of course I do Krieger workouts in my training, but leading up to competitions, we do more, uh, more specific training for me and all my strength work is outside of, uh, Krieger. I started with Joachim in 2019, early 2019. And before that, I did the uh, most, I did training plan. So when I qualified for regionals, I did training plan, like a general programming. I also had some interaction with Yami and went to a camp in Iceland. Uh, but after 2019, I started working with Joachim. And I also started traveling to Oslo back and forth because I didn't live there. And then I had massive results uh, with Joachim. So I haven't looked back since. And now you live in Oslo permanently? Yeah, I moved here in January. Uh, I have some time of school now, uh, so I can only live here when I'm not at school. Uh, my hometown is Bergen. It's the other side, other side of the country. Um, so uh, as long as I have time of school, I live here. I want to live here more, but the, the university decides how long I can take off. <laughs> so tell us more about your schooling. So you're going to medical school. So what's the what's the goal? Oh, I, of course, I'm going to finish it. I'm, I'm yeah. really close. It's just, uh, it's, I'm four and a half year done. Okay. So it's one and a half year left with studies. And after that, you go to like, uh, I don't know what you call it in English, but it's like you go out and do your practice uh, and also getting paid, but you're like, you're not certified yet. Uh, so yeah. you have, always you have someone you can ask and uh, so you need to do that for one and a half year and then you get your certification. So I have one and a half year left, but then it's, normal to go straight to that clinical practice so i won't finish it now because then it will be really hard to get to the practice 
afterwards. So that's why I feel like I have me to do CrossFit now and then work I can do later. <laughs> do you have a practice or area that you're you're planning on specializing in? Mm, no, not yet. I don't find uh, I haven't found like uh, a way in the health system that really gets to me right now. I think it's really uh, I like the human body and everything. Uh, but I feel like I have to tend more to like preventive healthcare rather than fixing uh, if if you know what I mean. I don't know yeah. how to say oh, exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Functional Maybe, medicine. Yeah. Focus on persons that want to get better at something. Um, maybe it's not what we need, but I think that's the most interesting thing to do uh, and prevent uh, injuries and sickness rather than just uh, fixing them with an easy solution afterwards. Yeah, I think that is one of the biggest problems in our country mm. is that we put band-aids on on medical issues instead of fixing the root problem. Yeah. Which, um, and we're actually going to have Julie Fouché on next week. Oh, yeah, I really like her philosophy. I think that's where I get my uh, motivation or inspiration from because it's like fixing the root problem and making sure that people have a good health. It's so much more important than just giving some pills and then you will be back in a couple of months. Yeah, yeah. We we follow her a lot. Uh, she was actually Amy and I's L1 instructor. Uh, so we've been friends with her for years and uh, we can't wait to talk to her about all that. Yeah. So that's what I was going to ask you with, with all of your athletic background, that seems Mm. to be the perfect fit for you as the functional medicine. Yeah, I hope so. I hope to combine them in one way when I'm one time when I'm done with this competing, (laughs) not now. Yeah. So um, you made the games in 2020 and that year you kind of got cheated because of COVID yeah. and didn't get to go in person. You had to do it online. Um, are you a better in-person competitor or online competitor? If you asked me two years ago, I would said say in person. But uh, this year something happened because I didn't compete for many years. And I thought I was good at live competitions. And then I showed up at semifinals. Uh thought I was in good shape or I was in good shape me and Matilda tested all the workouts at CrossFit Oslo and I was like okay we're right there both of us uh, she's stronger than me though and then I came to semifinals and nothing worked so it's just too long time of live competition because I've been to school the last two years so this year I've been better on online competition or general just training I have been at a really high level because my coach has a lot of in- insight in in what scores people get here and there. Um, and then when I got to the live floor, I did some competitions in the summer as well. I just didn't found, find my uh, how to like push the way I did in training. So when we came to Rogue, that's where we realized that I need to do the same thing in, in real life competition as I do uh, in the online competitions. Because at Rogue, I, did, I was just like, we just did it spontaneously because we didn't thought I was going to qualify. Uh, and then we saw, okay, so you just have to do what you do in training. And then that's a really good result as we saw in Rogue. Uh, and this weekend we had the national championship, which is quite, kind of big in Norway since uh, the Norway girls are in such a high level. Uh, and then my coach said, I want you to do the mindset that you do uh, in training and in online competitions. I want you to do that on the competition floor this weekend. It might go wrong. We might, we just use it as an experience. It's no 
emergency if you don't perform well. We just have to try it. And then suddenly I was, this weekend I was back and I took the gold. And then I finally felt the Andrea on the live competition floor as I had in 2019 and 2020 when I qualified for the, game, for the games. Because then I was really good at live competitions. So I think we are about to figure something out now. So that was a long answer to your question. But No, yeah. no, I love that answer. And it actually is a perfect segue because functional fitness is huge in Norway. Mm. Um, and it's starting to grow in other parts of the world. Mm. Um, and you have the last world champion, uh, mm. Kristen Holta won the world championships right mm. before she retired. Um, we talked to Matilda about that as well. Mm. And I don't know if you watched her episode yet, mm. but she had a, she had a message for you. Oh. So I clipped it out and I'm going to play it. And Ooh. then when it's done, we'll come back and talk. That's nice. Uh, sorry, I have a pop-up that's blocking me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm a pro uh, First, uh, congratulations with being the national champion in Norway. We had a um, competition this weekend in functional fitness. Uh, that's really, really well deserved. She's an amazing athlete. And I can't wait to go to work together with her. She, She's an amazing girl. And yeah. Oh, that's what oh, Matilda, she's so lovely. Uh, we we really got to know each other better when I moved here. And I think we've just grown together closer. Uh, we have a really healthy relationship uh, when we compete and train because we, we support each other and cheer for each other no matter what, even though we're in the same competition. So, yeah, that's I really look forward to going to work with her as well. <laughs> yeah. So... You won the national. You won the national championship. You took the gold. Yeah. That means you get to go on to. I think they call it the World Cup of Fitness. Yeah, I think we should call it the World Championship. I don't know what they call it. Okay. We, we just say World Championship here in Norway. It's in okay. Yeah, when I read about it, they they called it the World Cup. I thought that was soccer uh, or football, mm -hmm. as you guys call it. Um, but mm -hmm. I was going to go with it. Um, yeah. Are you excited for that? And how important is that national championship to you? And how cool is it going to be, going to be to re represent Norway at the world championships? Uh, well, uh, like I said, the national championship is kind of not important. That's why we could experience with, with it. But at the same time, it is important because it's the, the biggest formal competition that we have in Norway. And also all the, the top girls are there. So... It's not only Matilda, they also have Lina, Seher, and all of the other games athletes competing there. So it's kind of what you put into it. Um, but we decided to like prioritize it, but not like prioritize it in front of like strength training and games, games and stuff. Um, but then when we saw the workouts, it's like, okay, just go in. We try to do the, be the best competition we can with the new mindset, and then we see the results from there. Um, and I, I knew that I probably was going to Mexico, but you, you know, guaranteed uh, until after the championship. So I'm really proud to, to, to make it. And also Mexico will be fun. We don't know <laughs> what we're going into, but I've been uh, competing for Norway before. Uh, in 2018, me and uh, Matilda was on the same team. And then we took the team gold. And then last year, I was also invited to go to the World Championship, the one that Kristin won. But I just had surgery. Uh, actually, it's one year ago today since I had my knee surgery. 
So then I I just said no because I didn't want to rush it and injure injure my knee again. Um, so it should be fun to go back. To we have to go to work. So, so what kind of uh, knee injury did you sustain? No, it's my meniscus. I've been having trouble with them for many years. It runs in the family, so I still have trouble with it. But uh, last year I had like this uh, piece that was getting loose, so it's floating around in the knee. So they had to take that one out, and I also had a tear. They were supposed to like sew it or stitch it. I don't know what to say in English, mm-hmm. uh, but it's too—it uh, doesn't have any vascularization, so they just needed it to be there. So now I'm just using my knee with the tear. Um, so we have to like adjust all the squats and the running. So that's also a big issue for me, nothing having consistency in my squats during these years because of the meniscus problems. But right now it's really good. I think my strength gains have been protecting my knees more. So I'm curious because I had two meniscus problems and you say it's a family problem. So was it because it's a discoid meniscus or is it just just lots of people in your family have had the same kind of issue? Yeah, last the last one. Uh, my, all okay. my uh, father's brothers, none of them have any meniscus left. Okay. <laughs> They're taking everything out. They don't have knees left. Wow. So. I just need to uh, have my meniscus there as long as I can. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny. Amy always would brag because she has, she had a thick meniscus and that's why she, too much thickness. Too much. Okay. And and we would be at the gym and she would have an issue and all of a sudden it would lock up Mm -hmm. and, and she couldn't bend her knee. You were stuck. uh, yeah, I was stuck. Just kind of stuck oh, there. That's not good. That happened yeah. with and me last year if... also when I had the, the small piece. When it moved in the wrong space, my yes. knee just locked. And I'm like, that's no. A... Yes. <laughs> oh, it's not fun. No. So and when it finally you... tore, she oh. was doing go ahead and explain what happened oh. when it tore. I was just I was coaching a class and I had a PVC pipe and I was demonstrating a PVC pipe thruster and it tore oh. during a thruster oh. with the PVC pipe. Oh, yeah, oh, that's but not good. All recovered and moving on. Did you have surgery? I did. I did. When? Uh, two thousand eighteen. I had uh, six months apart. I had them both. Okay. Done. And now it's good. Um, yeah, totally. No problem at all. No, no problem. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. So when you do all this traveling to Mexico, to Rogue and all that, how how do you prepare yourself as far as like adjusting to the temperature changes or adjusting with your food and, and sleep and all that? How do you prepare your body for those kinds of changes that are out of your control? Uh, well, that's a good question because uh, <laughs> I have to start to think about that because uh, I haven't traveled that much outside of Europe competing uh, because I didn't go to the games in 2020, so I didn't get the experience there. I had one competition in Argentina uh, late 2019 where I got a little bit of a taste of that. Uh, I think I managed well, but I also got sick that week, so I don't know if it was like... I don't think it was the optimal uh, uh, lead-up to the competition in Argentina because of everything that happened prior to the travel. Uh, but now I, me and Matilda and Simon and Joachim are working closely at CrossFit Oslo. So I think uh, Simon will uh, would help us and 
like this you should do and we uh, will travel like I had as much time we can ahead and then just try to adjust to the time zone. Uh, temperature is not so much we can do about because it's cold here now. <laughs> so, uh, and food is just try to find the same type of food as you find, find at home. Uh, I think Mexico will be more challenging than Rome because in the States it's, you can find the things we have in home. Uh, Mexico, I don't know. <laughs> Try to not get food poisoning. So we um, we talked to Matilda earlier this week, and she she talked about the adjustment in time zones mm. from Norway to Wisconsin, mm. and how um, the ten days she went prior to were not enough mm. to get her acclimated to the new time zone. Yeah, I know. So how tough is that? Knowing that. And I asked her the same question. Do you change your training schedule to kind of try to combat it before you even leave? Or do you do something different? Maybe we should try to train a little bit later in the day, uh, in the last weeks leading up to to the competition. Uh, it's, it's a three-day competition. So I'm choosing to not get too caught up in time zones and everything and just trust that my body is prepared to perform whenever it needs. Uh, I did like five competitions this summer. And for one reason or another, many of the events started 10, 11 in the night. It was super late. Normally I go to bed at 9.30. So <laughs> competing and we had a 5K run in Belgium at uh, 10.30. And all of those events have gone well. So I just, I just say to myself that I will be able to perform whenever I need. Uh, I just need to sleep well ahead of the competition because when I compete, I don't sleep. So it doesn't matter uh, as long as I'm rested before we go. I trust my body to be ready when it has, has to be. Yeah, I never sleep the night before a competition. No, no but also after, when we, we had like this late events, I will stay awake to four before I go to sleep. And then I wake up at six because I'm a morning person. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's That's just how crazy. it is. And I've accepted it, so... I won't sleep more if I'm stressing about it. Yeah. I think we talked to Amanda Barnhart a while right before the games. And she said like the, her first couple trips, she tried to acclimate because she's a very early morning person and an early to bed person. Mm -hmm. And she found that trying to acclimate was worse than just dealing with it through the games week. Yeah. I think the same because, uh, yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm waking up when I'm waking up when I'm so my body doesn't want to adjust that much. So just rest whenever you can and perform you know, the way you know you can. Yeah. So I also read that at one point in your career, and I don't think it's now, um, you, were, you said you were not chasing the CrossFit Games. You were just competing for fun. And I think it's when you were more dedicated to schooling than maybe CrossFit. Um, what happened to change that perspective? I guess, uh, the, so between 2017, 2017, I went to regionals individual. And after that regionals until 2019, I was like, okay, school is the most important thing. Uh, but I can do both. So I did like try to balance it and had some competitions going well and some competitions not going well. Uh, my strength did not increase. Um, 
And then I was just like, I'm going to do this for fun. And then in 2019, we had like this option to take six months of school because uh, our class were separated in two and they didn't have space enough on the, on the university to have both continue. So most of us, the youngest ones, we, we chose to have six months off. And then I decided, okay, uh, so now I've been chasing going back to regionals and all the stuff and I haven't been succeeding with it. So now I'm going to take six months. I'm going to do as many competitions as I can and I'm going to have much fun. That's that's the only thing I'm going to do. No goal of every, anything. And then suddenly I went to all this competition. I took a lot of gold medals. I performed well in the Open. And then I went to a filthy 150 in Ireland and suddenly I had a games ticket. And I didn't have a goal to have that games ticket at the weekend. It wasn't until Sunday when people sent me a picture of the leaderboard and they're like, you're on the ticket spot. I realized that, shit, I'm going to the games. <laughs> uh, so that's how it happened. Uh, after that, I went to Argentina and also Norwegian CrossFit Championship. And then the goal starting to build up again because then I had the ticket. I, I showed that uh, I was a good athlete again. Uh, and then after that, I think I've been chasing more goals because... When you achieve something, you want to achieve more, right? So that yeah. So in that sanctional year, mm. you you finished top five in three of the sanctionals, I believe. Yeah. And I also had three so, gold medals on the competitions outside of the sanctionals in the same period. So it was crazy. I didn't do anything else than competing. So that was the period where I was good at live competitions. <laughs> well, and your name was mentioned as one of the the up and comers that were going to hit the stage and and running at this point are you still in medical school no that was the six months that i had off and then, but then after in, that you went back yeah so and then after i had like my games ticket uh, late 2019 i decided oh i'm gonna take more six months more off to lead up to madison to prepare and go to oslo to train for madison so i <laughs> I uh, I told my school that I wanted uh, more time off, like three days before the whole country went to lockdown. And then I couldn't stay in Oslo because of the lockdown. And then I said to my school, okay, but then I want to, to go to school because if I just have to sit home and do everything on a computer, I can still do it in training for, for the games. And then they say, no, you can't go back to school now because you already said that you want the time off. So this... Those months, uh, first months of Corona, I just sat home in my parents' house and I trained in the garage alone for four months and I had no school or nothing to do. And, and then we didn't go to the games. So I was not in school. I was just sitting home and training in my garage, <laughs> waiting for us to hear if we're going to Madison or not. And then they just postponed everything and we had the games in, in September. And then I started school again because I want, didn't want to sit home and waste my life. So... I went back to school 2020 yeah. and then I uh, did school for one and a half year and then I took a break now in 2020 again. Okay. Mm. And are you, do you find it like impossible to be good at functional fitness and CrossFit at the same time you're going to school? No, it's not impossible. I have some results at the same time. It's just that uh, since we're becoming doctors, we have to be so much at the hospital. So it's more like, the, the physical appearance you have to be there so you don't have time to travel and do all those stuff uh, types of thing and also my recovery is really bad so that's I think that's one of the biggest things how I got stronger this year is because now I have time to recover I don't have to run in the hospital all day um, using my legs for 
unnecessary steps and stuff. Uh, and I also stress a lot because I'm I'm that type of person that wants to achieve things and push my limits. So I really stress to do everything well. And then I think it's too much. So I have progression in CrossFit, uh, even though I do uh, school, but it can't be compared because now I'm like 100% focused on performing every day at the training. And that's how I want, want it to be. Like people like you just blow me away because the, like when I was getting my master's degree, I almost got a divorce because I couldn't even like spend time with my family. And yet you're still competing at the highest level and at a higher degree than I was even trying to achieve. Yeah, but I think people get more, give more credit than necessary because you, we balance it. But I, I, don't, I don't compete at that level during my most busy time at the school. So you just need to like find the ways how you can have low... Uh, low stress in one area and then big stress in another and then change it up. I'm still going to give you credit. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the reason we have you on here is because you have qualified for the Rogue Invitational. Mm -hmm. um, one of the premier events in the CrossFit season. Mm -hmm. And how cool is it that the, the event you qualify for has a travel stipend? has every athlete gets gets prize money no matter where you finish uh known for some of the biggest swag mm. giveaways mm. of any place are you really excited for that opportunity yeah it's really fun like all the swag and stuff is just like a bonus for me it's just a statement or a confirmation for myself that i'm i'm getting back to the level that i want to and also finally getting that trip to the States that I never got. Uh, so being financially supported by the competition is really cool. And also I think it's kind of fun because we didn't actually try to qualify when we did the workouts. We just, okay, let's just do it for fun. We need some, we need some, some competition now. And, uh, and then both me and Matilde qualified. So that's, that's really a big dream. And uh, also it's, I think it's quite funny that it's known for a strength competition and I managed to qualify because it's probably the last thing I thought I was going to qualify to because they also they have a lot of heavy stuff in the competitions. Kristen told me that she has never been like super happy with the events down there because it's so much heavy. So I think it's a really good practice for me to compete uh, with the top athletes in those events because at semifinals next year, it's those events that I need to stay in my own lane and focus on uh, getting to maximize my performance uh, because the other people are going to be so much better than me and I need to just do whatever I can to perform my best. So I think it will be a good, really good learning experience to go to Rome because I know that I'm not the, at the top there. Uh, so how much can I get out of what I have when I go with my, when we go there in October? Have you been to the States before? Yes, uh, three, four times, but never competing. I went to watch the games in 2018. Mm. But after that, I haven't okay. want to go to watch. I just want to compete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was going to be one of my questions, too, about it's known as a power output event mm. because they want to feature their equipment. Mm. Um, and so you always have echo bikes and you have sandbags and you have, 
Now you say strength is, is not good. What about odd objects and like strongman stuff? It really depends on the object. <laughs> like some things <laughs> I can be really strong at uh, because like my deadlift is really high and some things I'm really strong at, but some things it's just like <laughs> maybe even more worse than the Olympic lifting. <laughs> 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 so it's going to be a good challenge uh, to see. I also, I think I gain confidence is just getting English and just getting stronger at everything. Um, so I want to use that confidence to show that I can lift more things and objects and weights that I thought I could when I get down there, because that's what I've been doing the last couple of months. Did you watch last year's event on TV or yeah, stream? A little bit of it. I was in school, so I couldn't watch everything. Did you see the hill they built? Yeah, and I also heard that it was deeper than it looked like. But you know, from yes, where I'm from yes, in Norway, was. yeah, but where I'm from in Norway, you don't find any place with more higher and deeper mountains. And before I got my meniscus injury, I ran up those those mountains every week. So I kind of like steep hills, even though I'm not that, that good as I was before when I was lighter and skinnier. Uh, I like going upwards. So I wouldn't mind if they put it there again. Yeah. Just to, to give you an indication, we, I volunteered last year and mm -hmm. we took a picture on the hill. Mm -hmm. And when you sat down, you slid down the hill. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. So yeah, it, it was that steep. Um, and who up. knows, they may not build that this year. No. Prepare for the unknown. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's you and Matilda coming over together. Mm -hmm. um, and do you have plans to have like fun while you're here? Uh, yeah. So we're going like one week ahead, uh, traveling together. Finally, it makes it everything really more exciting because we're doing this together, uh, living in the same room. And then when competition times come, we, we separate to, to, to focus more recovery. And then we ordered two or three days more to be in Texas after the competition to have fun because we're not going to have that much fun leading into the competition. Then we're just going to focus on training and recovery. So I think we will have some fun. And then Simon has, has uh, got the, got in charge to, to find out what we're going to do those days in uh, Texas after the competition. <laughs> do you recommend so, anything? Well, that's my next question is, I read on an old 10 questions you did for Bar Ben magazine okay. that uh, the foods that you like to and to engage in are fajitas and burritos. Yes. That's still a favorite. Put it in um, a wrap you, and I'm sold. You are in the heart oh. of Tex-Mex food. Yay. Right? <laughs> lots okay. of tacos, lots of burritos, lots Yay. of all of that stuff. Yeah, you should okay. be very happy. <laughs> okay, then I know what we're going to do those days. <laughs> and my wife and I had, we went out for Mexican like three times when we, we were there. And every time it was better than any place I've ever had it before. Okay, maybe you have to send me names on those restaurants. Okay. Or, do, or yeah. do you think every restaurant is good? Uh, every one we went to was good. Okay. That was like that ver that kind. Okay. Maybe send me the names. Torchy's Tacos, though, is the best taco place. 
Okay. Because they have all kinds of tacos, like smoked beef brisket to salmon. Oh, nice. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. Yeah, I know my food. Yeah. I believe so. Me and Matilda likes uh, good food. Yeah. You'll have plenty of that there. And they're also known for barbecue there. But I knew you were more of a, a Mexican person. Yeah, but I also like barbecue. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So barbecue and Mexican, that's all That's all over the city. Oh, nice. That's perfect for me. And then we have some yep. chocolate for dessert, and then we're good. <laughs> then I have everything. Yeah. yeah. You, you'll, you will have every your cake and eat it too. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, so I looked at the qualifier. Um, you, you did really well. You had th- three top four finishes. Mm-hmm. including an event win mm-hmm. because if you get to flip upside down yeah, there's a good chance you're going to win just let me use my hands let's stay upside down <laughs> Usually so those strict handstand push-ups you whipped through them i'm assuming yeah it was a rowing workout for me yes yeah was like, oh it's uh, 75 strict handstand push-up and i was oh it's like 125 cal row <laughs> um and then of course your worst finish was the clean and jerk ladder yeah and i did the workout twice it was Uh, horrible i got one rep more next time uh, i did it (laughs) and you have to weigh and measure the weights for like 30 minutes because on that workout you had like five barbells but i just want to know that i did everything because uh, when we first did the clean and jerk workout it was a bit stressed at the gym because we were close to to the class starting so my warm-up were not that good and then my coach said oh, i feel bad that we didn't have the proper lead up so i wanted to redo the clean and jerk on sunday because that's the workout that's going to decide if we qualify or not that was after we did the other workout and then he saw okay this is going really well with me we might have to do some more clean and jerks and now she has gotten so strong so she can do more pain and jerks, but I was so tired that Sunday. I had my back was blowing up after the step ups. Uh, so I did the, uh, the clean and jerks twice and I got one rep more, but maybe I got some more points for doing that. Isn't that the worst when you do a workout and you get like one rep? Yeah, it's a one it's rep better than kilos. less. Yeah, but it's, it's like one rep at 84 kilos. It's pretty heavy for me. Yeah. So, but yeah. It is what it is. Then I knew that that I have done everything I could. That's true. Yeah, true. When you train, do you prefer to train with other people or do you like to train by yourself? I prefer to have people like, uh, that's what's good about Oslo. We have so many people at a high level. Uh Oh, we lost lost your mic. Oh. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Yeah. you're back. Okay. Okay, so what I I was talking about that we have a good uh, good people in CrossFit Oslo because of uh, the high level. Um, and But I don't necessarily prefer to do the same workouts as them all the time because it's too much competing and not focusing on staying in your lane and doing what you need to do. But I like having them in the same room because we all just work hard together and cheering for each other. Uh, so sometimes we do workouts together, but mostly we just do it in the same room. Uh, and that's working really well for me. Uh, me and Matilda did one or two of the row qualifiers head to head, 
but I, I forgot that she was there next to me because I was just so focused on doing my, my job. But it's something about feeling that other people are doing the same thing as you. So how tall are you? Uh, 164 centimeters. I don't know. In your scale, <laughs> five something. Yeah. Um, compared to Matilda, because she's like the tallest female athlete. I think she's 10 centimeters higher than me. Okay. So five, you, I've never seen you in person. I'm five, four. Five, four. I'm five, five, four. four. Mm. Okay. So when you guys stand side by side, is it a big difference between the two? Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's taller yeah. than me before. I was also skinnier, but she was also skinnier, but now we both have got some gains. So I think you just like, she's a little bit taller and longer and I'm a little bit smaller and wider maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going for wider, but I just, no, the discrepancy like, between the two. Yeah. It's like 10 um, centimeters. So it's for you, for you two being so close, um, yeah. there's a, and you're very different athletes because of that. Mm. Cause there are things that you are naturally good at yeah. because of, because of that. Yeah. Well, like in the row qualifier, I did well at the things that she didn't do well in. And then she did well in the things that I didn't do well in. So she crushed the step ups. Because she she's so good at step ups and she also has long legs, so she. Well, I watched her look, doing the step up, and I was like, "Oh my god, it looks so easy!" And then I was doing the step up; it looked like a max lift every time I went to the box, and we did like 140 of those. And then also, she's really good at power cleans, um. So the clean and jerk workout was uh, she crushed that one, but then she's not as good at, in strict hands and push ups, and uh, she has a longer way on the front squats, so that's where I got my my money. Yeah. It's, it's like when I was at Granite Games this year and Colton Mertens was beside Brent Fikowski. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just is that, that picture out on the yeah. floor that, cause Colton is shorter than you. Yeah. It's Brent not that is taller than Matilda. Matilda. Yeah. I don't think it's that big difference between me and Matilda, but no. I, I, I get your picture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Usually yeah. the front squats wouldn't be good for me because my, my legs has always been so weak. But since I've been increasing my weights in the squats, that workout was actually more uh, better than expected because front squats and thrusters has usually been a weakness in workouts for me. But now I think I've gotten so strong that it won't factor like those type of, types of weights. So I was really happy with that workout because that weight on high rep front squat would usually scare me a lot uh, one year ago. But now I felt like it was really doable to push the workout. So that was fun. Yeah. I actually read somewhere where you stated that front squats were your least favorite movement. Yeah, but not anymore. But, but getting better. Yeah. Not anymore. Front squ I actually enjoy every front squat session now. So now I don't know what's my least favorite movement, but it's not front squat anymore. And your favorite is anything on your hands or burpees? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Handstand walk and burpees. I think it's yeah. my highest favorite. So what is your goal going into Rogue this year? Um, I want to stay in my own lane. And I want to do things that I thought I wasn't capable of, uh, especially strength-wise, because that's what I've been doing so much this year, uh, working and having progression with my strength. So 
I want to perform the best I can down there, no matter who the other competitors are and what the workouts are. I want to see how much I can get out of, of me as a person with that shape I have in October. I love that inner focus. Mm. So Norway has blown up on the CrossFit scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oslo Navy Blue taking second at the games. Mm-hmm. Um, you've had Kristen Holta, you've had Jacqueline Dahlstrom, you've had Matilda yourself. Mm-hmm. How cool is it? And what is that national pride that Norway's becoming the new Iceland? It's growing. <laughs> it's like uh, we, we get so much closer now as well. Like in the weekend, also, the, this weekend when we had the national championship. It's like we grow more together. We support each other more. And then I think it makes us even more better. So I think people should watch out because we're building each other up. And I think that's uh, also the recipe to getting as good as we do. Uh, cheering for each other. Uh, but it's really cool. It's really fun that Norway is having so many good girls. So at Rogue, you get all the swag. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a ton of exposure. Because there's only 20 athletes in the field. So everybody watches both heats. Um, How excited are you about all of that? All of the side stuff? Uh, Not so much. I really don't (laughs) like the media side of things. Um, I don't know. uh, no, 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 I really like to listen to podcasts and follow the media. In CrossFit, I follow it every day, like YouTube, the podcast, Instagram, everything. But I don't like to have to be on Instagram as an athlete because I find it really stressful putting everything out there. So uh, I often take just that I take a week and then I delete the Instagram, Instagram app because I don't like to be on there. And then I have to reload it and answer questions and I, do, I have to do my work because of sponsors and stuff. So it's fun sometimes. But I'm really, I have a lot of potential to be better at that side of, of the, the sport because my focus is so much on what I do in the gym and what I do in the competitions that I don't want to have the focus to be on the internet and exposing myself. So the covering at Rogue, it's like, okay, it's good for my sponsors, but for me as a person, I don't think it matters that much. Yeah. But if you want to be, well, like you have a really good backup plan, yeah. right? Because yeah. you're going to be a doctor. Yeah. But for a lot of athletes who want to make this a living, yeah, I know. Uh, being able to do CrossFit, they need to use the Instagram. And I'll tell you, I could have guessed you would answer that way because as yeah. I was researching you, it is hard to find stuff on you because you <laughs> don't put it out there on Instagram. I put out as much as I have to and when I have periods when I think it's fun. But also, this is my living now, so it's up to me how much money I want. <laughs> um, it's just, uh, yeah, I'm trying to find a balance between it. Uh, and I really, I, I understand how people need to do it. It's just, for me, it takes a lot of focus away from the training. So I do much more or less good in training when I focus a lot on, on the media side. So I try to like separate it more. Maybe if I film on training, I can put it out another day. Then it won't disturb me during my session. And in competitions, when I know that I have to put something out and I don't want to be on media, I sometimes I just ask another person to do it for me, to put it out there. So 
I'm figuring it out. But uh, this weekend before the national championship, I had 10 days off. And I was like, <laughs> I, don't, I think you sent me the message also during those days. So if you, it took like five days to respond, you know why. <laughs> well, and, and all of your posts um, are about your sponsors. Like there's very little that's just like, hey, I did this today and I would, it was awesome. Yeah, my, my stories are more like that. So when okay. I do stories, I like today I published something about my knee injury and the process and everything. So I do that mostly on the stories, but not so much on my post. Yeah, and they disappear in 24 hours. Yeah, that's true. But there, <laughs> so there when, I'm, when I'm trying to research you, yeah. there's you know what I mean? Yeah. I could see Noco and I see Bear Bells yeah. and I see all of that, but no. Well, but it's all good. Now. I understand. Yeah, you can ask me now. I like to be on podcasts. I like to speak to people. So if you want to know anything, just feel free to ask. <laughs> no, no, I, I've had a blast and, and we don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, but, and, and I really truly understand. I'm just giving you a hard time. Yeah, no, um, it's okay. I know I, got, I should be better. It's, a really, uh, it's, a, it's an area that I need to be better at. I just don't like it that much. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe we can do this. We, we've talked to Matilda uh, mm -hmm. During Rogue, we're going to do some update shows yeah. uh, because you only do two a, two events a day and Lots they have the strongman stuff that goes in between. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe we'll get in touch with you guys and have you guys on live from Rogue. And yeah, that would be fun. Tell our viewers what it's like down there. That would be really fun. And you can give us a food review of uh, the Tex-Mex food that you have. Yeah, that would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for jumping on with us. Thank um, you for having I'm going to try it one more time. Andrea Soberg. It's getting much better every time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just like this um, Andrea. You hear the R? Andrea. Andrea. Almost. Andrea. Yeah, better. Okay. Yeah. You it's it's like your point. strength. It's going to take me four years to get it done. <laughs> One month, four weeks. <laughs> then you have it. <laughs> but it was All better. Right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for jumping on with us, Andrea. Thank and, you. Uh, we look forward to talking to you at Rogue. And yeah. have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You too. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining Clydesdale Media for today's episode. If you liked what you hear, Hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, and make sure you hit the notifier so you're the first to know when new episodes are out. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time with Clydesdale Media.